Yo, yo, Albert Tate Podcast Season 3. Yo, thank y'all so much for rolling with me. I'm so excited. Uh, The season is off and running. I'm getting great feedback. Y'all are rolling with a brother. Let me know that you're enjoying the episode. So I really appreciate it. Yo, the links to all of my social stuff is in the show notes. Yo, check it out. Make sure you follow me on Instagram. Hit up YouTube. Share, subscribe, and like. We want people to hear God is doing something, and I want to encourage people uh, this season. So share it with some friends and family. I am talking about the top lessons, top nine lessons uh, for 2020. Um, And it was inspired by my top nine picks from 2019. So these pictures are, um, they they spoke to me. And and when I paid attention, they each actually had a lesson, had a story behind it. And I thought, man, I think this is going to shape our 2020. So I want to give you lessons that will encourage you, that will inspire you. Uh, This week, ugh. It, just get ready. Take take a deep breath. If you're on a if you're on a treadmill, just just take a deep breath and get going. We we about to go in, and I want to talk about the lesson, the idea of being delayed, but not denied. Let's go. One of the favorite memories from uh, being in college is my mentor, Dr. Bobby G. Cooper. Um, he, um, he was over the music department and I was uh, one of, I like to say, his star pupils in the music department. <laughs> we were in the choir and we had uh, Jubilee Singers, which is a, like a male chorus that would, and we would travel uh, much uh, like in the Fisk University Jubilee Singers uh, from Dr. Hoskloff, uh, who started it. Um, black schools, historically black, historic black colleges and schools would and universities would um, travel the country to raise money, and they would take the Jubilee Singers and they would perform in churches and city halls and communities. Um, and I got a chance to be a part of that legacy. Well, when I got done, uh, Dr. Cooper invited me to come back and to help with the choir. And um, I, Dr. Cooper was just, he's just a class act. I mean, he's just a classy, just well-dressed black man. Bro, this guy was, he was, he was everything. So I would describe, I would just decide to be like him. Um, he would always dress really well. He shopped at a spot called Back Rack. It's really, it's really nice, fancy spot. Um, and what he said was, Albert, come back, direct the choir when, uh, now that you've graduated. And uh, for compensation, he'd just take me to Back Rack and let me just go shopping. He'd just buy me, he'd just buy me a suit. Um, so I never forget, we're in Back Rack and he's about to buy me uh, a suit. And we put it on the counter. And he gives the lady the credit card and she comes back and she says, I'm sorry, but your card was denied. Now, you got to understand, this is this is so embarrassing because this is Dr. Bobby G. Cooper. His card being denied is catastrophic. My card being denied ain't a big deal. That's normal. That's Tuesday. Uh, but his card being denied, my, my card is not all the time. His card. Oh, my goodness. What all what 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 meaneth thou this? So we're talking and Dr. Cooper looks at the woman with all the confidence in the world and says to the woman, try it again. 
And I'm thinking, I'm not saying that, I'm just sitting there looking, but I'm thinking, oh, Lord, Dr. Cooper, this ain't how you do it. You don't give her back the same card. Let me tell you from somebody that's got experience. No, you go and you reach in your wallet and you grab the other card and you start praying in Jesus' name that that one go through. Like, you don't give her the same card. But Dr. Cooper gave her the same card. Um, And um, we're just sitting there talking. We're just sitting there talking. In my mind, I'm thinking, oh, Lord, I don't know what's about that. She comes back and she says, excuse me. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm not going to get my suit. Oh, this is so embarrassing. She says, sorry for the delay. Your card was approved. And as if he knew she was going to say that, he looked at her and says, thank you. And then keeps talking. Well, I'm not listening to nothing he's saying because I'm just thinking, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to get my suit today. You know, so. We're sitting there, and Dr. Cooper hadn't acknowledged the awkwardness at all. He hadn't acknowledged the fact that this lady's car was dragging. He had nothing. All of a sudden, we walking out. I got my suit. We good. And he stops, and he leans in. My name is Albert, but Dr. Cooper would call me Bert for short. Uh, but we were from the South, so he put a little slur on it. So he leaned over and said, Bert. I said, yeah, Doc. He said, I may have been delayed, but I ain't never been denied. <laughs> oh, I'll never forget that moment as long as I live. I love telling that story. It's one of the best. Um, today, I want to talk about this idea of being delayed. But I want to encourage you. Delay does not mean denied. It was after my 40th birthday. Um, so a few weeks uh, after that, within a, actually a couple of months after that, uh, my wife gave me a call. I was landing in Florida, in, in Florida or some city, going to preach at a conference or something. I don't even remember. It was all a blur at this point. She texted, plane lands text comes through call me i took a pregnancy test call me yo that is not that is not the setup you want to see in a text thread that is <laughs> you you don't want to see that i land and she tells me she's pregnant and um it we we're like where did that come from and then we did some research and it went back to my birthday party um, so we almost we almost named the kid Tequila. Um, <laughs> I'm just uh, well we well yeah anyway um, <laughs> let's just say we didn't expect it we didn't see it coming we weren't prepared for it but we were really really excited about it our um, our son was our youngest kid was like six years old so there's like a serious gap yo it was like we sold we got rid of all our strollers all our baby stuff we ain't got none of that so we having to start over from scratch um we had our little boy micah um in may weeks before he was due to come my we went for a checkup and the doctor had a serious look on his face. Um, 
he asks us to wait outside and then he brings us back in and says, hey, I need you guys to go to the hospital right now. Um, there were some complications and there are some things going on where he says we needed to take the baby within the next 24 hours. So we loaded up and went to the hospital. Nervous, anxious, making sure we're okay. And the doctor said, no, we're fine. We're just... There, there's just some weak points that we don't want to we don't want to risk anything. So we said, okay. So they um they go in and we go in for the C section the next day. And um, this is my fourth kid, so I I I got the deal pretty figured out. I I know how this thing rolls. Uh, we go in, and this is my wife's fourth C-section, which was one of the potential complications of why they wanted to go ahead and, and take the baby a little early. Um, we're in there, and my wife um, has prepared a playlist of worship music. My wife loves worship. She's a worshiper. She plays a playlist of worship music. And... Um, and we get in there and we get her set up, you know, that she goes in first and she's all laid out. And then I walk in with my little bunny rabbit hat mask and all this stuff on, you know what I mean? Um, and I sit down right next to her and she's laying down and um, we get ready to get started. And uh, I said, babe, I get her phone and said, what do you want to what, what do you want me to put on? And she just said, just put on my worship playlist. And I said, what do you want to first? She says, just let the Holy Spirit DJ. <laughs> I said, okay. So um, I just put it on shuffle and we could start it. And um, that moment happens when they pull the baby out and they're like, dad, here you go, take the picture. But before that happened, um, that was a moment um, when after the picture, the doctor stops and everyone stops and they're captivated by something. They notice then that the baby's umbilical cord was tied in a perfect knot, but it just hadn't tightened. And she holds it up and everyone's fascinated by it. And I'm, I'm kind of confused. I'm like, doc, what does this mean? And she just said, if, if we would have waited, this cord could have tightened and it would have, it would have been bad. So there's a sense of relief and amazement and awe and wonder in the room now. Um, and I, and I just thank God. I just thank God. They cut the cord and they take the baby over to the left. And this is when it, this is, this is one of those moments I'll never forget as long as I live. All of a sudden, a rush of blood comes down and starts dripping on the floor and it's dropping down by my feet and it's coming down all around. And my wife, my job, my job is to look her in her eyes because she can't move. She can't move anything. She's laying out on the table. My job is to look at her eyes and just coach her face. She just turns her head and I'm just coaching her there. So she can't see anything that's happening around us. The blood is coming down. I, I, the anesthesiologist is sitting right behind me. So I, 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 I said, hey, 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 hey. And he looks down and they look up and he quickly 
quickly kind of notices it's not blood, it's just fluid. Um, and something that that normal that has never happened before that shouldn't have happened, but something went went wrong with just how they had everything set up and and fluid just flowed flowed out. So no one else looked worried at all. But while this is going on, I look over, and if you you've been in this situation before, you know they take the baby over to his own little heated lamp little little thing there, and they begin to work on him. As I look over there. I noticed Micah, my son, hadn't cried yet, hadn't heard a sound yet. And I see the doctor over there just pushing him and poking him in a way in and in, in honestly slapping him in a very appropriate way, but slapping him in a way to provoke a response. And he has no response. In this moment, everything stood still. My wife is watching me because my job is to encourage her. So I look at her and I say, everything's fine, babe. Everything's fine. But in that moment, I didn't believe everything was fine at all. It was the scariest I've ever been to see that lifeless body just laying limp. He lifts up my son's arms. You know, uh, he's laying down and he lifts up the arm as if uh, a fighter in a 10th round of a, uh, in the ring, a boxer lifting up the arm to see if the fighter could keep going. And he lifts up the arm and the arm just drops down, implying there's no life, there's no movement, there's no activity. My son's arm just drops. And when it drops, I'm on the verge of going into panic mode inside my head. But my wife is watching me. I'm sitting there. And at that moment in the stillness, I hear the words, victory belongs to Jesus. Well, all this time, music has been playing, but I've been in and out of paying attention to what's playing, but I noticed the song and the chorus and the lyric that was playing at that very moment that I'm looking at the limp arm of my son. At that very moment, I hear the words, victory belongs to Jesus. And as I exhale in that phrase, this moment is traumatically interrupted by the screaming of my son. I hear him for the first time. He breathes, he screams, he cries, and well, so do I. I look at my wife for the first time with confidence. I say, everything's okay. The next few days were just, uh, we we were traumatized, sleepy, tired, but overwhelmed and reminded that victory belongs to Jesus. It looked really bad, but victory belonged to Jesus. As young Micah, who we call Miracle Michael, Miracle Micah, Miracle Micah um, he 
was a normal baby. We would have fun and sleeping at night, not sleeping at night, all the normal baby stuff. Um, but around, I don't know, seven or eight months, the doctor just began to pick up some delays in his development. He um, wasn't wasn't progressing at the pace of what they would deem a normal uh, baby. Um, he wasn't able to sit up, wasn't able to hold his body up. There's a name, there's a name that they call it that we would soon discover. I'm not even going to try to say it because it has about 67 syllables. And if you know my story, that that GED and dropping out of high school thing, sometimes, it, hey, that comes up, bro. I'm not about to try to say that word on this thing. And all all my friends call me hating, making fun of me on Twitter. It ain't happening. Um, <laughs> um, that was me drink, drinking out of a cup. Um, <laughs> So he he has this um, this thing where his core and his muscles weren't developing and he couldn't sit up. So we would have to hold him up when another kid his age would be able to sit up fine. Um, one thing to note here is that when we got this news from the doctor and we had to go to Children's Hospital in Los Angeles and had to put him asleep so that they could run tests to see if there was neurological damage or was it just limited to physical delays? Let me tell you something. Those are some of the scariest moments as a parent. Um, and my wife surprised me because when I thought that she would fall to pieces, um, she, um, she had a trust and a faith in God that just inspired me, to be honest. I thought this was about to be a moment where we both would just crumble, to be, to be honest. But somehow that song, Victory Belongs to Jesus, was still ringing in our souls. And we just had a confidence that regardless of what the test results, we were going to be okay. He... um. We got the results, and it's not neurological, um, but it but it is a serious delay. He will turn two years old in May, um, and he just started walking. Um, and his walk is um, <laughs> it's a it's a stumble kind of walk. He walks as if you know. He's, he's had a couple of sips of tequila. Uh, <laughs> so maybe call him tequila would have worked out. Anyway, uh, it's a terrible, inappropriate joke. Um, but it's really funny to me. Um, he um, he stumbles and he walks and, and he's figuring it out. He says, thank you. No. Um, and uh-oh. He's got a couple of phrases that he says. Um other babies his age are, are running around saying phrases and speaking way more words. He's delayed. But it's clear he has not been denied. Not only is he going to live, but he's going to live a full, abundant, expressive life. It's just not going to show up on our timeline. It's just not going to show up 
how we would have planned it or when we would have scheduled it. Delayed can be devastating. Delays can be awkward. Delays can be embarrassing. Delays can be discouraging. Delays can be really hard. But a delay is not a deny. And if I know that I haven't been denied, then I can work through and be encouraged through the delay. A lot of times when the delay hit, we think we think it's over. Sometimes one of the greatest gifts is when God says, not yet. When God delays us. Because we got to trust his sovereign schedule. And not our standing calendar. We've got to trust his timing. So the picture is of my boy, and you'll notice he's sitting up on his own. He's smiling and he's clapping. He, um, he's our gift and our testimony. Number one, that victory belongs to Jesus. God's going to win every time. And a delay is not a deny. Hold on. He's making all things new. He's restoring and he's redeeming. So it's a picture of Micah sitting there with a smile on his face and his face radiates. And I don't just see my little boy. I also see God's promise. It took us a while to get here. We're not on schedule. But according to his grace, we're right on time. We've not been denied. If you're out there and you're going through something, I hope you see me coming for you. I hope you see where I'm headed. If you've been delayed, hang in there. You haven't been denied. God's not through with you. And remember, victory always belongs to Jesus. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Albert Tate Podcast. To stay connected, make sure to subscribe to the Albert Tate channel, rate and review this episode, and make sure to share on your social media platforms. You can follow along with Albert on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Once again, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode, and we'll see you next time.